0: welcome back to the edgy conversations podcast i'm dan waltzman and you're listening to the podcast for driven people with clear goals who want to be their best self as you know this month it's all about the topic of radical candor Delivering Radical Candor, and the power of doing that. Um, Perhaps no better book has been written on the subject than Kim Scott wrote a book with exactly the words, Radical Candor. That's the title. It's, as you can imagine, what it's all about. And as we're digging into it in this month, and by the way, if you're part of Edgy Nation and, and you're in the book club and you're digging into the book and we're talking about it, then then you'll have the inside track on some of this conversation. But if you're not, I wanted to share a little bit of the conversation and then, of course, gently nudge you that you should be in Edgy Nation uh, because that's where uh, a lot of growing, a lot of personal development is happening right now. But first things first, let's talk about radical candor because the basic premise of, 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 of Kim's book is that there are basically four quadrants, and, and think about a tic-tac-toe board with, with four boxes on it. On the upper left-hand corner is the, is the ruinous empathy, ruinous empathy. Uh, underneath that um, is manipulative insincerity. On the, uh, right next to that, on the bottom right, is obnoxious aggression. And then in the upper right-hand corner is radical candor. Of course, if you've ever seen a business grid, you like to go up and to the right, right? Like the hockey stick uh, up to the right. So you've got ruinous candor. uh, You've got manipulative insincerity. You've got obnoxious aggression. And then I think the perfect perfect formula, perfect mix of all of these together is radical candor. When you care personally about people, but challenge them directly. Now, you got to read the book. You got to read the book. I mean, what does it cost you? Like 10 bucks, right? <laughs> you, you have to go read the book. But I wanted to share a specific lesson uh, from the book that I think can be helpful for all of us. We all know to criticize our losses. And in fact, uh, one of the reasons why losing can be so effective is that it's, it's, it's one of those times where you're actually open uh, to changing your, your mind, your body, your spirit is ready for you to change. You know you need to change because you just lost. You don't want to lose. And so you're actually receptive. That's probably the best word, receptive to the idea of changing. Now, Kim talks a little bit about the, the, the need to criticize the wins as well as the losses. Uh, Kim recalls a story of when she worked at Google uh, working under Sheryl Sandberg. And after presenting in a meeting that she felt she had nailed, I mean, just crushed it, Sandberg asked Scott to walk back to her office with her. And Kim was expecting a high five. But instead, Cheryl noted that that she was going to have an amazing career at Google and that she had learned a lot in that meeting about how Scott handles tough questions. She was pretty specific in her praise and gave Kim a moment to enjoy the success before noting at the very end that she had said, um, a lot in her presentation. She then asked Kim if she was aware of this tick and if it was due to nerves. She offered to recommend a speech coach for Kim and said that Google would pay the bill. But when when Kim brushed off the criticism with a flick of her hand and a few I knows, Sandberg became a little more direct. And, and, and listen to this. She made a comment something like this. You're one of the smartest people I know, but saying um so much just makes you sound stupid. Kim writes about this story, uh, pinpoints the success of this conversation, of the fact that Sandberg didn't let the win get in the way of pointing out something that needed to be fixed. And she did so immediately, but in private. Uh, and led with the positives that were abundant, but then some gentle suggestions. And then when those gentle suggestions weren't followed up on, she made her point very bluntly to Kim. Her word choice was deliberate. You sound stupid. And she didn't say something like "You are stupid." She said something like "You sound stupid." This is this is interesting on several levels. On on several levels. One, there's all there's always room for improvement. Most of you know I I I I talk all the time about leveling up. I obsess about how I can level up. What is it that I need to do, want to do, should be doing to get to that next level. And I haven't figured out this topic of radical candor. <clears throat> it's something I'm I'm I know I have weak points in and I need to, to get better at. And this idea that that we we analyze our wins where there's room for improvement is, is something that I know I need to to level up with. And perhaps that's something that you haven't considered in the past as well. From my own personal experience, it feels like the wins come so preciously <laughs> and sometimes not enough. And when you get them, you don't even want to think about it. You just want to bask in the celebration. And there's certainly room for that. But I think what what I really enjoyed about the story is that there were kind words delivered. There were praise delivered. And then there was a very direct bit of encouragement about how Kim could level up her game by not saying the word um, 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 um. So how can we use this example in our own, in our own lives? Number one. I work with a pretty close team, pretty, pretty small, compact team. And um, it, when you're driven like me, uh, I often don't take the time to point out the successes. And the successes are happening all, all around us. You may not know, but it takes a massive number of hours to keep uh, the empire running. And a lot of it is thankless work. It's making sure images are uploaded. It's it's making sure that this person gets notified. It's making sure that this design gets improved. There are thousands of little things that get done by the team that if they don't get done, I notice. But often when, when they are done, I just expect that that's how it should be and don't take the time to, to praise the people who are actually making sure that it happens. Maybe you're in a similar position where... You know, if everything goes right, that's just what's expected. And if it's, if it's, if it's not what happens, if something goes wrong, then, you, then it's a matter of, of really <laughs> breaking skulls <laughs> and making sure that people know how to fix it. The one area that I'm continuing to develop is this idea of, of being specific about what needs to change. Not just the fact that I don't like something, but that something needs to change. Now, if you're in, on the other side of this discussion, let's say you're Kim Scott and Cheryl Sandberg is telling you that, you know, you could have improved your presentation. One thing that Cheryl did really well was she told Kim exactly what was wrong with her presentation. She didn't say, well, let's... I hope you can do better next time. Oh, that was good, and and hopefully you'll improve next time. She didn't say something like that. She said something specific. She said, you need to stop saying the word, um, specific. Now, not every boss is that way. Not every leader will tell you exactly what you need to do in order to improve. Now, if you're getting criticism, and you feel like, oh, this may not be fair criticism, or it may not be helpful criticism, may not be something you can actually use, you may be thinking, what do I do with this? And instead of feeling hurt, because people's feelings can get hurt, right? Very easy. Happens to me, happens to you, happens to all of us. Take a second, pause, and ask one more question. When you say you didn't like this, or when you said that there was room for improvement, how would you improve if you were me? Write that down. Maybe running or walking or working out or driving to work. If you're one of those things, (laughs) you can't write it down. If you're in front of your computer, write down the question, how? How? How could I improve? How? And the second question is, what would you do if you were me? What would you do if you were me to improve? Now think about the answers to those questions. The answers to both, the answers to those questions really outline a specific thing, a specific idea, a specific path for you to level up your game. Radical candor isn't just about delivering brutal criticism expertly. It's not like that sniper who knows exactly what's wrong and delivers the, the one shot that takes out you know mediocrity. That's, that's part of it. But this idea that we only get better when we're direct, we're empathetic, but we're direct and we're clear, is powerful for how we level up our lives. Speaking of that, November 3rd is Awesome Palooza. It's right here in Greenville, South Carolina. And over the years that we've had Awesome Palooza, this is now the third event. One thing I've learned is that candor, speaking candidly, is one of those subjects that allows each of us to make massive progress in our lives. It makes no sense to beat around the bush. It makes no sense to pretend like there's not a problem when there is, and that's why we've put together this uh, very small-ish event called Awesome Blues. Small being, we'd limit the number of people that come. I just came back from speaking at an event where there were 20,000 people in the crowd. And in fact, my event sold out. We had to do a second event just to get everybody inside the auditorium, inside the room on the same day. And you can imagine with that number of people that there are lines and lines of people coming up after you to say hi and to try to engage. But it's hard to practice, as we might say in this case, radical candor. It's hard to be helpful when there's thousands and thousands of people who need your time and your attention, which is why we believe the formula, the way to do this is to have events where It's 50 or fewer people all locked in, locked in, dedicated to making amazing progress. So I hope you'll join us. For more information, you can go to awesomepalooza.com. There'll be links inside the podcast where you can go and find out more about awesomepalooza.com or you can just go to danwaltzman.com where you'll see links to more information. It's our flagship event where we recommend only the best information and it's built, it's built with this idea of radical breakthrough, radical progress in mind. Now, if this idea of something, of a powerful, concept like radical candor or something that you're struggling with, go grab Kim's book. Uh, We don't get a commission for telling that. We just like great things that help us level up. And so radical candor, you can just go to radicalcandor.com and go grab Kim's book. It's also available on Amazon, Google Play, or Barnes and Noble on your Kindle, wherever you buy books, go grab it. It's probably one of those things that you're going to want to be highlighting and uh, and taking notes from as you dig into that book. Don't be afraid to get it wrong. This topic is one that's new, it's hard, it's not easy. It's one that touches all of us. As we dig into radical candor. be open-minded. As we dig into the subject, if there's things that you don't do well, make it new. How would I improve them? Today's lesson, very simple. If you're delivering criticism, deliver criticism even when there's wins. How could we do this better? If If you're on the receiving end of criticism, which is all of us, by the way, from time to time, then make sure you take the time to think through, think through how to make that criticism helpful. If someone says to you, oh, I would do it differently. Oh, I would do it better. Oh, I would do it this way. Simple question. How would you do it better? What would you do if you were me? What would you do if you were me? Okay, guys. Next episode's coming up soon. I can't wait to get back into the subject, jumping back into the book, jumping back into this topic. I'll see you on the next episode.